etheric weather service advisory issued at 6.12 p.m. in the twilight of the fourth world. Welcome to WMON. I'm your host, Luna Primark. The purple flood advisory remains in effect. Here is your biological affirmation for the hour from Charles Rosenblum in conversation with architectural librarian Martin Lorraine, 2006. To best understand Pittsburgh as a city, Morand insists you must grasp the topography at a grand scale and understand that each vignette has the substance and import of a landscape painting. The countless vantage points of the topographical city encourage the active perception of its visual qualities, he explains. In Pittsburgh, everyone is a spectator. And the spectacle is both historic and cosmic. The point is not simply a convenient site to fulfill military or transportation needs. It is Pittsburgh's own phallus, a site of founding to be interpreted in the cosmic order and compared with Athens, Jerusalem, or Rome. The Purple Flood Advisory continues for the Akakani River at Dead Man's Hollow, the lower Monongahela Valley, and the Pittsburgh city limits, excluding as usual the Mount Oliver Borough Safe Zone. Purpose stage was 157 ppm at last report. Action stage is 100 ppm. The hoofed one calls at 200 ppm. Background sources are low. The source is likely artificial. Past reports in this range attribute the variance from background to purple fly ash from the city, common when it runs triple shifts. Forecast. As the invisible sun dawns, the hellbenders will sing resonance into the ether. Impact. Resonance and refraction may accelerate PPPM increase and attract external predation. Be careful out there, folks. Etheric Weather Service. Advisory issued at 6.13 p.m. in the twilight of the fourth world. Welcome to WMON. I'm your host, Luna Primark. The Purple Flood Road Advisory remains in effect. Here is your biological affirmation for the hour from Grant Hollow, 2017, by Stephen Stoll. Virgil launched the mythical Arcadia with his description of the earthly one, a rocky upland region southwest of Athens on the Peloponnesian Peninsula. There, he found simple shepherds with simple wands. Arcadia is not Eden. It is not where you have anything you desire, but everything you need. It's a dream of sufficiency, not of hedonism. The emotive power of Arcadia comes from its ephemeralness. It exists as a kind of sacrifice, doomed by progress that might increase wealth, but perhaps not virtue. The destruction of Arcadia is essential to the narrative. The Purple Flood Advisory continues for the Yakagani River at Dead Man's Hollow, the lower Monongahela Valley, and the Pittsburgh city limits, excluding as usual Mount Oliver Borough Safe Zone. We're getting started. Three, two, one. Uh, welcome to Dead Man's Hollow. Uh, Jake Salski, uh, you guys are here. I'm happy Connor. to be here. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, this is 
the first session of Dead Man's Hollow Tethys, named for uh, an ocean that used to exist on the world and a tightness of Greek mythology. Uh, and I guess we're just going to jump right in. Yeah, perfect. Cool. Jake, you are Captain Jack. Major Pilot. Jack. Major Jack, Major Jack, right. Um, we're not, we're not trying to infringe here. any copyright here. Yeah. <laughs> Major Jack, pilot, U.S. Air Force, uh, you uh, have been working on an assignment that is mm, a clearance assignment uh, based on your wartime record that also involves some top-level stuff. Uh, your contact is Selsky. Uh, Selsky's not from around here, but uh, he's an important uh, point of contact. Elsewhere, mm-hmm. on the other side, so to speak, um, and gentlemen, well, you've already told me how you got through the border without any kind of control mechanism, and I don't understand that, but I have your side of the story written down here. Well, what happened next? So, the you landed. Group. You're in. You're in 3D. Uh, yeah. You've flown around. You've landed in 3F. You've gone through a couple hollows. You're in 3D. The plane is parked on the river. Yeah. It, we we tied the plane down. Spent the night. Camped out mm-hmm. under the stars. Where there appears to be no uh, no occupants uh, around. Yeah. You're looking at the Aether report for 3D. It looks like that's a, a pretty neutered hollow. It's pretty much uh, no energy signatures, no clay men. It's just kind of a big public park. Yep, made a comfortable campsite. Good. Uh, that's that's good mission security. Uh, and what happened after that? Woke up the next morning, took a reading, got a direction to go to loaded up the plane started floating down river check the check the equipment check the check the guns check the you know you're watching our surroundings as we as we push off from the shore and head in the direction that the uh, the, the indicator indicates following as close as we can right uh, so you guys you pointed the plane up river you went on a from uh, from 3d back up into 3e we're being careful to uh, we're being careful to stay with the current, and I'm uh, you know I'm not not super used to to uh, piloting my plane in such great detail on a river, but you know we're making do. You did fine. Headed back to three, the uh, Jayless one, and asked around for some uh, directions, trying to. F- Figure out if they saw anything coming through a couple days ahead of us. All right. Uh, so as as you land the plane on shore, uh, it looks like standard the railroad setup as usual. The kilns are just beyond that. There's a tunnel. There's often a tunnel, uh, and there are already a couple of claymen kind of waiting at the riverbank. This is a 
relatively well organized uh, group, and so they have lookouts. And uh, so, yeah, as you guys approach, uh, well, you, you've come here, uh, what, two nights ago? So, uh, yeah, they're already kind of familiar. And and a cloner who uh, is probably the cloner that you spoke most to last time uh, rolls up and, and says, Oh, you're back for more. Yeah. Um, that direction seems kind of empty. I was wondering if you had seen another one of these bigger probably come through here a few days ago like an airplane yeah well we can't really talk about this in front of the claviers it might upset them and actually we probably can't even talk about this in front of the klyzaks because uh mm, it, it's it's awkward for them yeah hey can we can you can we like I don't know like talk on the plane or something I don't I don't know how to have privacy here in the hollow I have never left sure we can do that and you know we'll we'll take him over to the plane yeah all right uh, the cloner kind of steps onto the pontoon and uh, gets pushed off from shore uh, and in real hushed tones he says I, I was around before before the purge I remember some of the clay jays mm-hmm. and one of the heretical things that we smashed them all to bits about was their strongly held belief that hundreds and hundreds of years ago a giant bird flew from the sky and it went I guess up river uh, called that Anna River A-N-A mm-hmm. um, from here uh, hmm, and west, which is, I don't know how you, I don't know what that means. This is, I've never been further from home than right now. It's freaking me out, actually. Are we like 10 feet offshore? Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't want to sure. step in the water. I don't want to, I just, oh, oh, wow. Okay, go back on solid clay. Feels good. Feels good. Yeah. Right. Um, never share the secrets that I've told you. Um, of course. Does that not. help? Did you say yes. hundreds of years ago? Oh, Claviers, you did not hear that. Time <laughs> is a flat circle to that. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> well, thank you. Understood. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I. Uh, this was exciting. I have had enough fun for. Uh, an endless number of flat circles wink wink uh and he doesn't actually wink he says the word wink out loud Um, it's adorable it's bad uh right what's really bad is that the claviers and the klyzaks don't actually notice that he didn't wink he said the word wink interesting well uh well thank you for your help i certainly appreciate that oh absolutely um I'd say see you around, but that—that's weird. Uh, bye. Bye. Bye, friend. So, gotta head on a river. I'm, I'm gonna once we get out of uh, earshot. I'm gonna say, did that make any sense to you? A little bit. Time is, of course, a flat circle. Hmm. Okay. 
I'm going to go ahead and trust you on that since uh, you seem to know a little bit more about what's going on here than I do. So, we've got to head on a river. Hmm. And, uh, gentlemen, it's interesting to me that you would both trust the words of a person you asked directions for. That's an open-ended question. It seems like that's not quite correct scouting behavior. You're supposed to ask. Uh, questions are a little harder to, to just, like, bullshit your answers to. We were just trying to get a general sense of the land. Get a start. Yeah. Oh, right. I just, but, you know, I mean, if if we keep you guys around in this organization, there's going to be some sort of training, certainly. You know, I'm just, I'm just keeping notes for that, you know, I'm proactive. Of course. Yeah. But continue. Go back to where, where you were. You were leaving, leaving 3E, 3 Echo. Yeah, you're heading. Military terminology. You're heading from 3E back. Honor Rivers is. Like towards D, correct? Or towards F? Uh, Anna, up, mm -hmm. in. Kata, back. Down. Down. Yeah. So you're moving Anna to go up in the alphabet. Yeah. And further so, upriver and into danger. Yes. So yeah, you float downriver. You float with uh, the plane pointed upriver. And the wings, therefore, also pointed upriver, and thus mm -hmm. travel onawise to uh, three e. Wait, you were in three e, three f, right? Yes. You're in three f. Uh, you arrive at Dead Man's Hollow um, on the shoreline. Uh, usual shoreline. It's got the railroad tracks. This one has a tunnel. Uh, there aren't any claymen kind of at the shoreline. Uh, that are waiting for you guys or watching for you guys, uh, though you can see that there are claymen uh, dragging clay pipes towards small barges which they're ferrying through the tunnel. The tunnel's flooded, it has just enough water to be able to actually move uh, sort of smaller barges from within the site uh, just underground a hundred feet out to the river, uh, which is a way that they sometimes kind of like pre-float uh, the stuff that they are selling uh, or transporting to market. Uh, yeah, so there's a couple of claymen kind of like stooped on one of these barges full of clay pipe that they're kind of rafting through the tunnel. Uh, but that's about the only activity that's, that's happening to you right now. Or happening around you right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess in a sense it's all happening to you, but on your behalf... The this was not where we saw the Hellbenders sort of running the show, right? No, no. Uh, that was on the way in. Yeah, I, I believe it was only in Hazelwood where the Hellbenders were really running mm -hmm. the show. You were still in flight. Yeah. Um. Oh, we gotta cut that out. Yeah, um, that does not. That's right. Cut that out, future Connor. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. Right. This uh, you've been to three F. This was the first one that you landed next yeah. to, and this was the one where the hollow was extremely busy and totally disinterested, like a uh, beehive. Yeah. So what does our what does our uh, little uh, receiver say? Oh, uh, 
Yeah, I guess now that you have things oriented, uh, it's pretty clear that the signal is still far on a river, so Mm -hmm. you're going to probably keep moving. Uh, Unless, uh, I guess, either you see something in the hollow that you want to check out or has like a particular reason to explore this particular hollow. That's all I'll just say. I say, so do you, uh, you see any reason to stop on this one, or, or do we keep following the little gadget there? No, nah, I think we keep following the gadget. The, uh, these seem uninteresting, uninterested in us, not much of a threat. The signal getting stronger, or the stand about the same? You, any idea how much progress we're making? Uh, it's a little bit stronger, but not, you know, we're not close. I say we push on then. Cool. And uh, it, it takes you probably an hour of floating to get from hollow to hollow. So, and, and then maybe ten or fifteen minutes just to kind of like do the docking and undocking procedure of like getting close to shore and mm-hmm. figuring out what's going on. Uh, so yeah, I would say it's kind of like mid morning now, and you probably have maybe three more travel wings before it. Yeah is the end of the day um, and this is what your third day uh, this day is three day yes right you all press on and for an hour you float down the Yakagini River fog comes and the fog goes the sides of the river the the, the banks uh, it's not that they're uninteresting I mean there are sort of distant steel mills 50 feet back from the riverfront sometimes there's rail yards sometimes uh, it, it, it looks a lot like a sort of endless industrial valley It's, it's nothing quite real in the way that Dead Man's Hollow is really a mimic of the real world. These riverbanks that are kind of in, in between state are, are just kind of echoes of what the whole valley is like more than they are uh, a particular place. And one of the ways that you know you're getting close to another Dead Man's Hollow is you start to feel that sense of place again. Uh, When you're in these liminal places, uh, in addition to floating on the river, you just, you don't have a great sense that the ground is really beneath you, right? It feels like Mm -hmm. a dream. 
you lose a little bit of body sensation. Maybe the fog is taking it out of you. Yeah. But you float successfully on a river uh, to uh, 3G, uh, 3 Golf. And this uh, hollow, it's the middle of the day, and this hollow has uh, where the kilns or holes in the ground typically are, they are in this hollow kilns. They are not just on, but kind of ludicrously bonfire on, uh, as if the clay men spent the last many couple weeks cutting down all of the, the real wood trees at the far edges of the hollow, stacking them by the kilns and having some kind of big triple bonfire right by the river. Um, yeah. Uh, w w what did you do when you saw these bonfires, gentlemen? I look, look closely, and I, you know, I, I, I turn to Selsky and I say, "Hey, what, what is that? That's some pretty, pretty big fires. Are they are those kilns? What are they? Any idea what they're making? Themselves." Explain. I don't know. Selsky's right, and and um, you you notice as you look closer that that um, the clay men that are around the scene, and there's a couple dozen of them. Uh, they are walking from the fires away towards a series of containers that are uh, kind of against the cliffs that are at the edges of the delta at the entrance to the hollow. Um, there's three on one side uh, next to kind of a hole in the ground, and there's three on the other side next to this big sycamore tree that is in many of the hollows. Um, all six of those containers have their doors open. All of those containers are absolutely full of broken pieces of clay men, and the clay men that are unbroken and mobile live in this hollow are scooping up big handfuls of uh, these broken pieces and throwing them into these kilns. Uh, to what purpose? Mm, I don't know. That's not how clay works, right? Like, you've already fired it once. You'd have to kind of, like, smash it back to dust and reincorporate it with a new binding agent mm -hmm. and then right i mean like you've, you've you've changed the chemical structure by firing it. but yeah. yeah something else is going on that is also kind of like equally renewal based and sacrificial and i don't know that you really want to get into it um does it look like there's all four type of clay men Oh, this is a hollow that actually has, like, uh, the kind of four brothers and some of the ancillary uh, folks that are also showing up as, as clay people and some number of just anonymous clay people who are not uh, the familiar clay jays, clay beers, clysics, and cloners. Um, there are some some clay pennies. There's some clashties. But there's also uh, just kind of, like big burly workman types workwoman types mm -hmm. work person types and there's none that look like us correct no 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 
Um, that will probably happen. Yeah. Um, this is one of the few things that kind of like all of the guidebooks and uh, like wisdom that was told to you, Selsky, in relation to the hollows. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things they note is that like invariably you will start to see yourself reflected in this landscape and that's normal and it's not like an active antagonistic intelligence yeah it's more of like an unconscious reaction that the land does so like don't be spooked by it it's normal yeah i just haven't told jack that yet yeah don't tell jack that no Um, don't don't let him know what huh what huh um huh what huh huh um I mean, like, I'm curious about. I'll I'll look and I'll say uh, what they're doing, but also it's kind of threatening. Do I see? Does it look like I see a bunch of the same person? I mean, do these? Am I seeing things, or do these guys all? Are there only a few variants on these clay people? There's. I mean, the more time we spend here, the more we'll see. Um, they are. Just as the landscape is an echo of your side, the people are an echo of the people here. It's not a threat, but a way of the land refracting itself in a way. Hmm. So... Yeah, it's mostly the same people. I mean, they're sculpting them themselves, so they, like an artist, sculpt them in their own image sometimes. I think I get it. Yeah, I think I do too, but not entirely. Oh, gentlemen, gentlemen, we can discuss the esoteric reasons why the hollow is the way it is, but, like, this is not a philosophy debate. This is kind of me interrogating y'all, so what did you end up doing in this hollow? Did, did you stay? Did you investigate, Jane, uh, Captain Jack? Well, I looked around to see if there's anyone that we could talk to who might know something about, you know, the, the plane that we are following. Yeah. See, see if there's anyone. I, see I if they, these guys look too occupied to, uh, you know, to break away and have a have a chat. All right, so we pull. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, you guys uh, land at the shoreline, kind of hop off the plane, mm-hmm. and go up to the train tracks. And, uh, as you get close to one of the kilns, you can see that the it, it's um. A, a Klyzik and a Cloner that are kind of managing uh, actually pouring things into the kilns and a series of, of clay people of all types are kind of coming by and the Cloner and Klyzik are, are directing them you know, like, dump these things over here, dump these things over here this goes into the heart of the fire this goes to the edge of the fire uh, no, 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 you have to so- separate out the kind of, uh, like, clavier thighs from the clay J torsos. You do not want to mix those. That would be some Cronenberg stuff. <laughs> uh, what are you doing? Uh, and that manner of kind of uh, interaction and 
the Clafty uh, sees you guys and waves, and the Cloner sees that that's happening and takes over sort of space management that's going on, and then the Clafty steps over uh, to talk to you two. Oh, hey, uh, are you here to help with the, the renewal? Um, our, our lease is almost up, so we have to, like, kind of move everything out, move everything back in. Unfortunately not. Um, we're just sort of passing through. Can you... your lease is almost up? Oh, I mean, that's, like, the sort of technical term for this command. Time is a flat circle here, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, of course. We have to keep telling them that. Right, but there's going to be a pizza party at night, so, like, that's how we know that, like, the, we're still renting, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Uh, that Anyway, that's... The, sorry, those are cultural details mm-hmm. of our specific hollow. You don't need to know about it, but, like, yeah, we think of ourselves as kind of... Uh, on the eternal lease of life, as it were. Yes. Um, Ever a renter be, ever a, a, a renter stay. Eternal life on the lease. Of course. Um, and those containers came from? Oh, the sky. I mean, where else do containers come from? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Um, I was just wondering if you knew. Of course they came from the sky. That's, you know, it's like saying it came from a boat. You know where it was before that? Oh, um, hmm. That's proprietary. Oh, of course. Yeah. No, it's not mine. I mean, I don't know either. Mm -hmm. It's what I was told. It's proprietary. It smells like wherever they're from. It's all kinds of... Oh, like, um... Oh, like Pacific Northwest fur species. All kinds of different types. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a little scent of Madrone, too. So, yeah, certainly not here, here, but, Mm -hmm. you know, a different part of here. Here. Yeah. Um, I I know that there are other sites besides... Well, hmm, that's proprietary, too. I should... Man, good wood sense, though. Yeah, this is going to be a great batch. Like, when they all wake up tomorrow morning and have pizza, it's going to be, like, real cool. Um, I think they're going to be a good group. I look forward to kind of training them up. I uh, say, uh, you know, so. Uh, Can really, I help you really, with anything? Sorry, we're gonna, we're going to miss that. Sounds like a really really great group of folks. You got got uh, cooking, I guess. Oh, I mean, if you're willing to pitch in and, and help kind of move some of these, you can stay for the pizza. You can stay and actually watch this whole renewal process. It's pretty grand. I mean, it's a little. Hmm, it's warm. But, I wish we yeah. could. I think we're. I think we're on a little bit pressed for time, though. Uh, I, I would certainly appreciate the the offer, though. That sounds sounds interesting. We are. We we could use some help if you if you are of a mind. I mean, I really. I shouldn't. I gotta be getting back to. I can already see that the the cloner is getting totally overwhelmed by having to deal with. Yeah. So I. Mm, um. I should get back to work uh, if you don't have anything super pressing. Just a quick question. Have you seen a, or heard a legend of a giant bird heading on a word? What? What? No. Okay, just curious. Thank you. 
when you say giant bird, are you do you think we're like provincial here? Are you talking about an airplane? Yes. I mean, <laughs> maybe we heard, but yes. Oh, I mean, there's airplanes that fly through here all the time. I see the spruce goose every seventeen days. This is the only place it does fly. I may maybe take a uh, take a double take at that. Really? Wait. Oh, yeah. When was this? You, oh, you would know about the spruce goose, of course, right? Early aviation. That was like nineteen. Spruce goose was in the thirties, I believe. Yes. Yeah. It's in uh, Long Beach. Um, it made a flight in nineteen forty-seven, so we're actually not too far off of it. Yeah. It is still in, uh, like, a dome, like a Buckminster Fuller dome at the port of Long Beach, next to the Queen Mary, the Titanic's sister ship. Uh, Disney mm-hmm. owns that whole pier. It's like a weird boondoggle that, um, yeah, that, like, the city of Long Beach owned for a while, and, yeah, it's, it's a mess. Um... Right, but you can't go tour the Spruce Goose because it's like a mess. Like, <laughs> the building's falling apart, the plane's falling apart. Like, it was like a like a tourism project that totally imploded. Um, but it's still there, which is incredible. Right, anyway, back to the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> God, I super derailed myself. Where were we? Uh, uh, right, Goose. the Nashty was, or the, the Clashty was explaining... Uh, oh yeah, I know what airplanes are. I see the spruce goose every time. Are you? What, was there like a specific airplane that you were thinking about? Um, yeah, a new one came through a few days ago on the other side. Um, working on bringing it back. Hmm. Well, uh, I didn't spot anything, but then again, time is a flat circle here, so. Yep. You know, not not everything that comes through comes all the way through. You know? Yeah, we're just trying. I to gotta get back. Get I gotta Bye. look at the mess that these classics are making. Oh my god! Yeah, go fix that. And the classics are kind of like just stacking uh, clay legs on top of each other, like some sort of uh, like a Jenga tower that they're starting to build. You know, like they're gonna play Jenga with legs. I mean, or maybe kind of setting up the Jenga tower to allow the other clay people to play clay leg Jenga. It's best not to get into the cultural details of the different hollows. Yeah. Like, that way only lies madness. We can keep talking about them. I will endlessly discuss, though I think that your interrogator will also kind of step in and be like, back to the, Just the back facts. to the mission mm-hmm. briefing, debriefing. Just the facts. Yeah. <laughs> so we stopped. We asked some directions. Um, they hadn't seen anything. This guy seemed to know more about um, planes in general, but didn't, didn't seem to have any information on the one we were looking for. Took a reading and then headed more on a word. Cool. Uh, yeah, and as you guys are heading out, kind of uh, uh, the last opportune moment, the, the um, clash team that you spoke with, uh, raises his hand, gives you guys a big friendly wave. Wave right back. Uh, and you guys wave back and, and he yells out, I think the goose is coming back in about six more days. It's been 11 days since the last spruce goose, so. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be true for the rest of the hollows, but yeah. He wanted to at least pass that and go along. Oh. 
which and I just point like what direction is it coming from normally oh uh, he points uh, straight east so like across the river uh, mm-hmm. not in the up river down river on Okada directions that you've been going but in the yeah. don't go that way directions that uh, would otherwise be happening like the plane is coming from the east to the west that doesn't make any sense either because dead man's hollows across from the Kingsport right there and the plane would have had to have made like a big u- like a big loop around to kind of come at that entire landscape from the east to the west again because mm-hmm. when it disappeared it was already traveling east to west for 20 miles north so Ah. Mm-hmm. Back onto the river, back into the fog. Back into the river, back into the fog. Um, right. Keeping ears out for hooded ones and other big monsters and stuff. So the sun goes over the yard arm during this kind of hour or two of drifting down river. Sometimes it's obscured by fog, sometimes it isn't. Uh, you can hear clanging and deep, haunting earth sounds as you pass down river. Uh, and you make it to 3H. 3H. Oh, I just said we're going to look, oh, go look around and see what we see in this and this in 3H. Right. Um, shoreline's normal. No tunnel. Uh, the railroad tracks are normal. Uh, the kiln area looks like it's holes in the ground. Um, and you don't really see any kind of motion or activity from the river. Um, you venture in? The signal is growing stronger. This is not like the... You probably can go further upriver, but mm-hmm. like best to explore this a little first yeah yeah try and figure out a way east west maybe here secure um, the plane and get ready to go let's, on foot uh, let's venture into the hollow yeah and then because I think we're also it's starting to get late in the day so mm-hmm. if this is a safe spot um, maybe we can't yeah uh, so uh, Selsky you hand um a red out-of-service tag to Jake, and you tell him to just uh, put that through the kind of key structure of the engine. Um, Jake, you've seen this kind of tag before, like maintenance at um, airports and other big industrial concerns uh, puts these tags onto machines that uh, they also basically like take the keys from because the thing's too dangerous to operate, and like you can't really get the machine back on until you track down the person who put the tag on it and like, convince them yep. to let you do it. As you lock this onto the plane, you also feel the tingle of kind of etheric energy move through it, and you can see that there are kind of little red lines of magical power, the same color as the tag, kind of like moving into the plane, and it it's really locked now, right? Like, it's going to be just you who can get this plane moving. Mm. And now that we've discussed red tagging the plane out, uh, 
it's a piece of technology within this narrative and we never have to question Very good. it again. Cool. You red tag the plane, get up onto shore. Uh, this is standard operating procedure, so that's good. Uh, your interrogator would be quite pleased. Um, yeah. You don't see any clay people in this hollow. It should be the middle of the day right now, and this particular hollow is not reflecting that very well. It is unnaturally dark in a way that's not pleasant. You know, it, it's not a shady spring day or a cool fall afternoon. It is much more kind of like a gloomy winter eve. Even though it's not particularly cold, the, the light just feels that way. Um, you go past the kilns, you go through the where the factory building would typically stand, uh, you go through where the boiler building typically would be, uh, and out into the beginning of the kind of area where the clay pipe yard sometimes is, and where kind of a dark forest sometimes is. And it is indeed a clay pipe yard right now, um, quite built out. It's It's a couple of acres, and there are clay pipes that are about two feet in width and about eight feet long, and those are stacked upright, uh, or not stacked, but they're they're, they're upright, uh, and they're kind of in rows, um, and what it what you soon kind of realize once you look at it a little bit more is that it's not just confusing like it is a, a maze like these clay pipes got turned into a maze have we passed where the tree the J tree be in other hollows ah the J tree um the J tree is not something you know about okay you, you guys are standing in the space that's outside the boiler room, but before this maze, uh, in a place that the audience might recognize as where the J-Tree is, but which you guys hmm, never seen a J-Tree. Taking the radio and just sort of like tuning it, do I hear any like weird etheric signals or do I just get oldies radio? No, you do hear weird etheric signals. Um, tuning into the radio, you uh, hear an etheric weather report. Etheric Weather Service Advisory issued at 6.12 p.m. in the twilight of the fourth world. Welcome to WMON. I'm your host, Luna Primark. The Purple Flood Advisory remains in effect. Here is your biological affirmation for the hour. Charles Rosenblum in conversation with architectural librarian Martin O'Reilly, 2006. To best understand Pittsburgh as a city, Rand insists you must grasp the topography at a grand scale and understand that each vignette has the substance and import of a landscape painting. The countless vantage points of the topographical city encourage the active perception of its visual qualities, he explains. In Pittsburgh, everyone is a spectator. And the spectacle is both historic and cosmic. The point is not simply a convenient site to fulfill military or transportation needs. It is Pittsburgh's own phallus, 
a site of founding to be interpreted in the cosmic order and compared with Athens, Jerusalem, or Rome. The purple flood advisory continues for the Akakani River at Dead Man's Hollow, the lower Monongahela Valley, and the Pittsburgh city limits, excluding as usual the Mount Oliver Borough Safe Zone. Purpose stage was 157 ppm at last report. Action stage is 100 ppm. The hoofed one calls at 200 ppm. Background sources are low. The source is likely artificial. Past reports in this range attribute the variance from background to purple fly ash from the city, common when it runs triple shifts. Forecast. As the invisible sun dawns, the hellbenders will sing resonance into the ether. Impact. Resonance and refraction may accelerate PPPM increase and attract external predation. Be careful out there, folks. The Feared Weather Service advisory issued at 6.13 p.m. in the twilight of the fourth world. Welcome to WMON. I'm your host, Luna Primark. The Purple Flood Road Advisory remains in effect. Here is your biological affirmation for the hour from Ramp Hollow 2017 by Stephen Stoll. Virgil launched the mythical Arcadia with his description of the Earthly One, a rocky upland region southwest of Athens on the Peloponnesian Peninsula. There, he found simple shepherds with simple wands. Arcadia is not Eden. It is not where you have anything you desire, but everything you need. It's a dream of sufficiency, not of hedonism. The emotive power of Arcadia comes from its ephemeralness. It exists as a kind of sacrifice, doomed by progress that might increase wealth, but perhaps not virtue. The destruction of Arcadia is essential to the narrative. The Purple Flood Advisory continues for the Yakagani River at Dead Man's Hollow, the lower Monongahela Valley, and the Pittsburgh city limits, excluding as usual the Mount Oliver Borough Safe Zone. Having listened to that weather report, uh, I guess the interrogator will now kind of step back in and. Uh, the man interrogating you two gentlemen looks straight at you and says, You decided whether or not to go into this maze because of something you heard on the radio. The radio is full of wisdom. It's guided us pretty well for the last, what, 60 years or so? 40 years or so? I don't know. Time is a flat circle. And really, if you think about it, this whole mission is following signals and... Uh, Seems like a pretty good idea to keep doing that. So when we went. And you guys went. I think that's where we're going to leave you guys. You're in Dead Man's Hollow, specifically uh, Dead Man's Hollow 3 Hotel. Uh, 3H. 3H. Uh, it's a maze. It's a maze. Possibly a maze of capitalism, but we're not going to make that joke until we get to it. Nice. Yeah. This was fun. Uh, thanks so yeah. much. Uh, how did you guys... Cool. All right. Um, yeah. This I was good. kind of hit, hit our stride. I like the, uh, I like the interrogator conceit. That's, that's a pretty mm-hmm. good uh, you know, way to 
interject things without you know you know narratively yeah. appropriate and that quote comes from a book called the spectator in the topographical city by martin orand who is carnegie mellon's architecture librarian um and in charge of all of the architecture collection in cmu's library uh and it was illustrated by uh, Clayton Merrill, who is a painting teacher at Carnegie Mellon and an amazing painter in his own right. Uh, and if you ever go through the Pittsburgh International Airport, uh, the floor is all city sky in different colored cement. Um, and that entire kind of like skyline setup in the airport uh, is basically like a painting he created and then installed on the floor in cement uh, yeah it's awesome and the thing that it does which was kind of an intended consequence but which has caused a lot more problems uh in the moment than quite anticipated is that the the notional sky that you're kind of walking through the big dome of the sky and this big central hub of the airport has flight paths on the ground as kind of uh, arrows that you can follow. Uh, and invariably, when little children get to the top of the escalator and make it out onto this sky dome, they just zoom off, you know? And those paths go like around corners and like way out of sight of their, kid, of their parents. <laughs> and so the space is like designed to <laughs> <laughs> separate family units by having the impulsive people just go. <laughs> um, which is great. It's, it's a wonderful... Once you kind of like know that the whole floor is like a trick to make humans have fun, it's like a wonderful space to, to hang out in. And it's a real testament to, to his, his painting that like he kind of like put the world in one. Um, in this airport. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, 